Welcome to the Leela Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Andrews, conscious coach and consultant, and I'm on a mission to bring consciousness into the modern world. Learn from my teachings, tips, and interviews so you can thrive in your life and business on your own terms. Enjoy today's episode. Be sure to leave a review and share this with a friend. I'm going to unpack some of the top coaching questions that I get regularly. Send your questions in to me so that you can get the most out of it. And I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. I know that there's a lot going on in the world and we're all doing our best to make sense out of it. So I honor you wherever you are in in that process. And um, excited, like I said, to be here with you all. So we are going to dive in. Okay. The first question that I get a ton of is what is your non-negotiable daily? Uh, This is something that I recommend and kind of like as the starting foundation point with my clients is what is your ritual? What is your morning routine look like? It may sound very obvious or intuitive, but this is like the go-to starting point. I was actually on a call today. It's like, what does your ritual or routine look like? I heard a big pause and then the answer, and it was about exercise, and which is awesome. It's so awesome. But uh, in addition to that is giving yourself in whatever form this looks like, I'm setting the bar super low. We'll start with one minute, one minute and beyond of this morning ritual or routine time to be with yourself and in your practice. And you can develop that and you can go easy and it doesn't have to be anything um, crazy from the start, you know? So for me, what does that look like? It looks like literally waking up, getting over to my same spot every single time and doing some first breathing, just conscious breathing, feeling my breath, literally like feel the air underneath my nose, feel the breath filling into my body. And then from there going into, um, some meditation. So I was trained in Vedic meditation, both from the Shivananda ashram and my meditation teacher, Matt, and they teach a similar practice, although one is a little bit more of an advanced technique. Whatever kind of meditation um, resonates with you is where I would recommend you start. I tell a funny story about my first meditation where I literally set a timer for one minute. I had been hearing about meditation so much in the like health and wellness community. And I'm like, I can do this. I can meditate. And I had a timer for one minute, just sat with my eyes closed. It was the longest minute of my life. And I was like, oh, the minute's over. And that started my journey of meditation. I then went on to do headspace and eventually at the ashram learning Vedic meditation and then connecting with Matt and getting deeper into my practice. But this is my non-negotiable. Every morning, no matter what, like I will... I will, I will literally, you know, whether this is the best thing, but I'll cancel a meeting before I will miss this. Um, usually that's not happening. I'm setting my alarm early enough to be able to do this practice. Um, you know, when we travel, I will wake up a half hour early to do this, or I'll make sure that as soon as we're in the car, like that I'm going into that mode. Um, so it's getting done. 
Um, in addition to that, for my personal practice, I'm doing two other things regularly. One is a kundalini practice. One of the kriyas that I really enjoy, if you've ever practiced kundalini, you know what I'm talking about. If not, just start with your one minute of meditation and um, belief work. Like I have my 10 to 12 beliefs that I repeat over and over and over and over. And that's how I set my frame for the day. When I do this belief work, I literally let myself feel feel whatever I'm believing. I'm feeling into whatever I'm believing. And it's, I picture literally my cells like being transformed with these beliefs. And, um, it's, it's really powerful. It's a really powerful practice. I, uh, highly recommend doing that belief work. That's something that I teach also to my clients and they have great success with. So, all right, we're talking about what are the non-negotiables we just went over this little morning ritual or routine. Uh, another question that I get a lot is around deciding what direction to go here. Well, one that's extremely timely, it, timely is around COVID and like the lessons of COVID. Um, for myself, I, I'll explain first my little like journey of it so that there's some context. I had a really challenging time at the the beginning of it. I was really wigged out, um, like fast. Like I got kind of really depressed fast. I got really like into the research fast. And I, after that, I kind of was like, okay, like, you know, I'm engaging in practices that aren't healthy, specifically around like overusing social media, overusing, um, just information, you know, just being really distracted. And in all that got to look at what is, what, why am I distracting myself? Right. And so beyond that, it was like, oh, I'm distracting myself because of the fear of success within my business. Okay. So I had to get like really, really honest. And I see this a lot for people going through COVID. There's like denial can be happening, acceptance. I was talking about this a few weeks ago or even months ago now, but if you were if you look at a grief cycle, literally like the cycle of grief, eventually you get to acceptance. And the day I looked at that, I was like, oh, I got to go from here to there. And I kind of went on this own like personal race with myself to get to acceptance, you know, with processing everything, but kind of as quickly as I could. So getting to acceptance and, um, just being aware of denial, right? Like this, I hear this come up, like, I don't even think I'm really processing what's going on, right? Like not being able to digest that we're in a pandemic. It, it's like, it doesn't really matter when I say the truth, if you're following any other storyline than the mainstream media, it kind of like doesn't matter how we got here. It's that we are here and being in acceptance of like, we're in a global pandemic. There is economic downturn. Um, you know, lots of people are in strain, how this is individually affecting each of us in our own lives, like being fully in whatever that is to then go from that place to wherever you want to go. And 
if that's a career pivot, if that is, you know, closing a business, if that's starting something new, if that's getting laid off, if it's doing like what you always dreamed of, if it's starting a family, like there's so many things that can come from this time, but being in full acceptance of, of really what this is feels really critical. So that's a, that's come up a lot. So for me personally, what's been the biggest like takeaway of COVID, um, being accountable and being in acceptance, but then also for whatever reason, I don't know if anyone can relate. I've had tremendous amounts of trauma, like come up to the surface and it's been a really powerful, challenging process to navigate and to be able to just get through and, um, get through and come on to the other side of, which I'm, I'm really in that process, but it's, there's been so much freedom in that. Um, something that's also been coming up a ton and I'm involved in a program called own your leadership owning your leadership. It's really, really cool program. Um, We're going to be launching a foundational leadership program this fall, but around leadership, I don't know if you're feeling like this, but when you look around and you're like, where are all the leaders at? Right. And one of the taglines we came up with is lost in leadership. Um, But there seems to be this fundamental piece missing sometimes in leadership that it's like defining what leadership is. What is leadership? And I would take this a little bit further and say, like, how are you leading within your own life, within yourself? And this is where I think the secret keys and like the secret sauce to leadership come is where you are doing the internal work. You're being accountable to yourself, your goals, your vision, your responsibilities, being personally responsible and then able to lead externally because you're in that like really grounded place. And sometimes what I see is the leadership coming from this place of projection and like all this stuff is wrong and I'm not willing to go with it and do the internal work. Um, and I'm going to fix all the things outside. And it's almost, to me, it feels like leadership bypassing. Like I'm not going to be a leader within, but I'm happy to be a leader without. Um, so this process has allowed me to look even more deeply at my leadership, be more deeply in integrity to my values, to my um, commitments and to my goals and visions and, and everything. And even to my community then, because it's, it's all from this much more grounded place. And uh, on top of that, uh, there's something that was so powerful. It just, it escaped me, but I'm sure we'll come back to it. Okay. What's the, the hardest part of leaving a job and starting a business? This comes up a lot. Um, so in any big transition can be a identity loss. So if you think of, if you've made a career leap or you've had a big change in your life, you had a shift in identity. Maybe you've not consciously had that thought or you have, that was a big part of me leaving Morgan Stanley was like really like mourning and grieving that loss of a seven year identity, even if there were parts of it that I didn't like or whatever, but it was like honoring that, honoring the lessons, honoring the experiences, honoring the growth, um, and being able to then step fully into the new role. And this connects back to COVID. And this was the point that I was going to make, but roles and values, these are two things like what role do you want to have in something, whether that's within your own company, whether that's within um, different collaborations you're involved with, what role do you want to have in that? And what are your values and how does that all align? 
this is like the heavy lifting that I feel like personally I've been doing and encouraging my clients to do is to reconnect with your values. Um, you might find that you have core values and then different life areas have just slightly different or uh, the priority of values looks a little different and, and being in that own personal process and inquiry with you, with yourself can be really powerful. And um, that's something that I really, I really see happening a lot or I'm seeing the contrast where it's not happening. Like I look around America or even the world and it's like, what are our values? Can we say within our local community even really clearly what our values are? And I think again, going back to leadership, this starts with having these clearly defined within yourself and then being able to operate from that space, that space of alignment. Uh, I did this recently specifically around money and the values that came up for me were creativity and growth, wellness, travel, and my home. And I was like, oh, this kind of covers everything. And it was like the actions that I take, the decisions that I make, they predominantly fall under those four areas. And then there's so much freedom because I'm in like such alignment. I, I know I, I don't even have to think twice. I'm like, oh yes, wellness check. I'm spending that money. Uh, oh yes. Like the home, like healthy home life. Like, yes, check spending that money. Um, obviously there's another part to that money. There's many parts of the money conversation. Um, but I'm just speaking specifically to values and feeling in alignment with the spending with the values. How is coaching different than therapy? Ah, this could be a whole, a whole segment. And I think that there's a few distinctions that are very simple that I'll make. Um, so I was a psych undergrad. I considered for a long time getting my master's in whether psychology, going in a counseling track, um, and I didn't. I also thought about going into nutrition, and I didn't. And then I landed into a whole bunch of other things that eventually led me into the coaching path. So in addition to three coaches trainings, I also have studied yoga, meditation, tons of marketing, and then this former finance career. So the work that I do is truly this like amalgamation of, of all these things. Well, therapy, in my mind, um, there's this very like laid out track of how you become a therapist, um, licensing, credentialing that is very structured. You know exactly what you're doing to go where you're going. Um, coaching, kind of like anyone can say they're a coach. There are accreditations within coaching that are more official, we'll say, and you could look for that specific certified coach. Um, so that those are some of like the more basic differences. Also, I find in therapy, often it's like going, looking and making sense of the past, healing the past, like doing like deep trauma work. I believe some of those outcomes can be facilitated through coaching, but coaching is really about like the visioning and what you're creating and having the accountability and the momentum to go there. Um, personally, I've been in therapy since I was, uh, 16 and, uh, in and out, right. I have a therapist right now. And I also have a coach. I think there's something beautiful about the balance of both and being able to like go back and make sense and work through the trauma very specifically with a therapist. Perhaps there are trauma coaches that can also do that work. I'm not super familiar with them. I, I maybe know of one trauma specialist, but she has some other, uh, certifications and 
connects like body work with coaching <clears throat> with trauma. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I would say to answer that question, it's like the training is vastly different. Um, and, and the outcomes are quite different. Um, healing trauma, let's say is a different outcome than like momenting forward in your life and creating it is one better than the other is one, um, more necessary than the other. That's, that's, it's all in the individual coming into like their own integrity and their own intuition to make that decision. Um, I've had therapists that I've been really challenged with or haven't really been a fit and probably because it was, I needed coaching at the time. Um, and then I've had therapists that have been tremendously helpful and helped me make sense out of a lot. And, um, each of them really serve their purpose. So I hope that's really clarifying. Um, another question that I get sometimes is I was a former athlete. If you didn't know that I was a swimmer. Um, I went to Rutgers, um, a swim scholarship is a really cool, powerful experience. And it's like, how do you find health after athletics? Uh, I spent a decade like navigating this pretty much. And if you are a former athlete or have done anything with like that kind of commitment and intensity and focus, you know that there can be an edge of unhealthiness, right? Like an edge of striving, driving, competition, maybe even go as far as to say addictive tendencies there. And so coming out of athletics, it was um, going from that to who am I, what is health was really confusing. Um, again, coming back to like the Morgan Stanley conversation earlier, there was an inherent identity loss that is worth mentioning, right? Say elite or college athlete losing the identification or like kind of being in denial. Um, but right. Like I would never to this point in time compete at that level that I had then. So there's that loss. So being able to honor that, accept that and be in the full right now. I see this come up a lot with clients when they're navigating health challenges where they're like, well, I used to be da 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 And although I can't share in that specific health challenge, like I used to be training 25 hours a week and a elite athlete. Like, so I used to be, could you imagine if every day I'm like, I feel like such shit because I used to be da 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 and I'm not anymore. Um, so this is where some really, really powerful mindset work comes in uh, and also like forming the new beliefs, creating the new identity and um, rooting into who you are from that space. And that's that's a, like a big hunk of that work that if you're not doing, uh, it can be a really challenging time and space to navigate, uh, especially like I see that being often like people in their 20s and the pendulum can swing where either they're like never landed in that new identity or those values or those beliefs. So they got really unhealthy. You see that? Um, or they're like kind of the other side of it would be almost in like the addictive tendencies of overexercise, restriction, uh, extreme fitness. And what I had to realize is like, no matter where anyone is, it's a sliver of time. It's like one moment and it doesn't really matter what anyone else is doing. Where am I in my own health journey? Um, and, and what feels good for me and, and being willing to ask that question really regularly, right? Like I just got a home bike set up and 
it's awesome. Like I'm like, oh, you know, in between client calls, I'm going to do 20 minutes on the bike. I'm sweating so much. Like I feel so good. Thank God that this is here where like going to the gym, getting the workout in, taking the hour, taking the hour and a half, like just my relationship has time with time has shifted. And I'm really clear that my like fitness outcome is to make sure I'm sweat sweating daily. So let me just go do that. And you know, I'm here in South Florida, it's 95 degrees out, probably with a heat index of 110 or something. You know, I'm not working out in the middle of the day outside. So there becomes a lot more flexibility that's open because of that. But again, that came from like checking in what works for me, what do I need right now? Um, and how can I make that decision from that place of empowerment? All right, last question of the day. This is around what how do you navigate needs? I've seen this come up a lot, especially in the pandemic where you have people living together, maybe even family dynamics that have majorly shifted. Um, let's say kids moving back in with parents, um, coming home from college, you know, whatever, maybe just your spouse is home because of work in a way that they wouldn't normally be. So being really attuned to each person's individual needs. So what do I mean by that? If I find someone to be triggering or annoying, instead of being like, stop, da, 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 there's, I have a need in that moment. And so the knee-jerk reaction is to make the complaint about whatever that person's doing. But can I take one moment and check in with myself around, um, like, what do I need? If I'm being interrupted, maybe I need quiet. I need the door shut. I need this time to be interrupted. But that conversation is looks a lot different of like, you're annoying the shit out of me to I need to be in an uninterrupted workspace for the next hour. I'm clearly communicating that need. That need is then being met with respect. And I've, I've been able to tap in and honor myself and answer that question of what do I need without making it about the other person and how messed up they are. It has nothing to do with the other person. They had a question. It's not a big deal, right? So taking that and being able to apply that into your life, maybe you're noticing um, yourself not meeting your needs. Maybe there's literally things right now that are closed and you can't go to, and that was a way you met some of those needs. So you're needing to be creative with how you meet some of those needs. I'm going to make the natural connection here to self-care. And one of the tools that I love to use is a self-care toolkit where you're literally creating five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Like what are the things that you can do that can meet your needs with the time constraint that you have available um, so that you can not be projecting and you can like find that um, more like peace and um, self-nourishment, right? Self-soothing in that exact moment. So uh, we'll call this needs awareness, being able to know what your needs are, clearly communicate those, Honor your needs and uh, doing all of that from that loving space, both for yourself and with others, is really powerful practice to be in and takes a good bit of awareness, which will connect us back to ritual of that morning um, intention space, meditation space, being able to ground in and connect with yourself so that throughout the day you are more aware and you can carry that mindfulness in your interactions, understand, oh, I'm not meeting my need right now. I, I need to just communicate that or meet that before even communicating, just meet the need. 
Anyway, so I hope that you got everything you needed from today's Freebie Friday coaching, uh, also known as live coaching. I was trying to do a play on the Friday there. Please be sure to submit any questions. I am happy to answer them in this sacred 30-minute session of live coaching. You'll also be able to uh, hear replays of this available. And I have something very exciting coming. It's the toolkit that includes the self-care toolkit that I mentioned. There are a couple other of my favorite tools that are available in that, like learning how to do meditative journaling. Um, I have even a meditation that's in there, um, a Thrive Now process, the worksheets for that. So stay tuned. I'm going to be sharing that with you in the coming weeks, if not next week. And as always, I'm available for a one-on-one session. It's a complimentary alignment session. So if you are in a time of transition, if you are in a time of making some big life decisions, if you are finding yourself just off, like really off and needing extra support, let's make some time together, um, book that alignment session with me. I am here to serve. I get up every day knowing that I'm able to help others make their maximum impact. And that is what legal life is for. That is what my coaching practice is for. So um, be sure to get in with an alignment session. Sending many blessings. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Your support means the world. Please leave a review if you haven't already. Go ahead and give me a follow at underscore with underscore Linda underscore on Instagram. Join the Thrive Space free Facebook group for some awesome coaching and teachings. And always, you can check me out at lilalife.co for more resources and to connect with me. Have a beautiful day.